Hey y'all, so happy you decided to join us on the Green and Growing podcast. If we haven't met before, my name is Sarah Nurswick and I am an agriculture education teacher in Georgia. And the reason this podcast exists is to connect ag teachers throughout the country with content and community and curriculum and conferences and all the things to empower ag teachers to stay green and growing. With that said, let's jump into today's podcast, which is all about doing less and obsessing. Let me tell you a story. It was my third year teaching agriculture in North Carolina. And let me give you some background on this third year. So during my second year in January, I had my daughter, yay Paige, and then my husband, in a, a month after I had my daughter, he told me that he has the opportunity to go on a deployment. And you would think if you have an opportunity, people would say no, but that's not what people in the military do. They want to go on deployments. They want to serve their country. So I have a one-month-old, and we are making this decision if he's going to go on this deployment. So eventually, yes, we choose this deployment. Um, and he leaves in December of the year, and he's gone from December to July. So misses my daughter's first birthday, and obviously the spring is really crazy for ag teachers. And I remember going to this contest with one of my friends, um, ag teacher uh, in North Carolina, and we stayed together somewhere. And I was like, Tracy, there is something wrong with me, and I don't know what it is, right? And underneath my arm, I know it's so TMI, but I promise there's a point to this story. And I had this rash under my arm, and it was like, really really gross and it was itchy and it was painful and it hurt and all that kind of stuff it was just it was terrible right and I eventually go back to my doctor and I see what it is and I was 27 26 27 years old and I got diagnosed with shingles Shingles, you know, that thing that you see commercials for only during the daytime because the only people listening, watching TV during the daytime are people who are retired. I was 20-something years old, in my prime, and I was diagnosed with shingles. Want to know why I was diagnosed with shingles? Because I was doing too much. My husband was deployed. I had a young daughter. I was the only advisor of my my chapter. I was doing as many CDEs as possible. I was trying to, you know, win state in this and, and get the national chapter thing and do more and do more and do more and do more and do more. And at the end of the day, I ended up with shingles because I was too stressed out and I had too much on my plate. All of this to say, that if you're at the point that your health or the health of the other people you're around or anything starts to fall apart because of your job, you need to go back to this one statement. And I say this so lovingly to myself and to you, to do less and obsess. Okay, 
let me explain to you why doing less and obsessing is important and three strategies that you guys can do to try and do less and obsess. Some of you are finishing up FFA week, getting into state convention time and state contest and all that kind of stuff. So maybe this isn't a podcast to implement right now, but I'm sure there's something you can take away that you could pour into the rest of this school year, but really think about it and maybe pin it to listen to it again this summer. So to do less and obsess, there's three things that I want you to focus on. Number one, boundaries. Boundaries are such a huge deal. I try and set boundaries instead of goals, overarching boundaries, right? I'm going to leave school at 4.30 or whenever the contract time is over every day, unless there's an FFA event. And I try not to do more than one FFA event a week that's going to go after that time frame. Okay? I'm going to prioritize my family, right? If um, there's something that I can do to be at a school event or something with my daughter, I'm going to try and prioritize that over FFA events right? I'm putting those boundaries up. I'm only going to do the CDEs that my school, my kids want, and I'm going to spread them out throughout the year so I'm not doing eight at one time. Now, I know there's a lot of people who'd rather just rip off the Band-Aid and do all however many they have to do at one time, or maybe that's the only way your state does it. I know at my old state that we had a lot at state convention, so I'd usually have three, four, five teams competing at state convention rather than spread out throughout the year. So it's easier for me now that there's about five or six big dates for CDEs and I can spread out my CDEs through through there. Your boundaries might look different than mine, right? Because you might have a school farm or you have a greenhouse or you have responsibilities here, there, and the other. But whatever those boundaries are, put them up and make them sacred, right? Just because somebody comes to you and says you need to do this does not mean you have to. You don't have to catch the balls that are thrown at you. It is okay to say no because of those boundaries you've already set up and those lines you've drawn in the sand already. So set up boundaries. Figure out what that means to you, and that will help you do less and obsess over those things that are more important to you than this one little thing that I can pick up. Okay, so boundaries is number one. Number two is figure out what's urgent and what's important. Now you can find this urgent versus important matrix um, and it's really cool online where you can organize your priorities that you're doing. So urgent, state degrees for us are due on Monday right? So it is urgent that those are printed. We get the signature pages done and we send them because they have to be an in-office due date. In-office is an hour and a half away from us, so we need to send them in the mail. Um, That is urgent. That needs to be done ASAP. So when we see those kids, we're like, where's your state degree? Where's your signature page? It is due this day so we can get it done in time, right? Important is Our national chapter is due in April, April 1st, April 2nd. I can't remember the day. Now, that's important. So we're starting to compile data. The kids are getting together. All of the events, I think, are done. Maybe there's one or two that need to be done in March for our national chapter. But it's important, right? But it doesn't have to be done right now, right this second, right? We have public speaking finals coming up in three weeks. It is important 
but also urgent that those kids practice, right? I don't need to be thinking about my farm business management team that's going to compete in November next year, right? I need to focus on what is urgent and important. Now also throw in teaching. Your grades are due today. That is urgent. You're gonna get in trouble if those things aren't done. Is it important to check your emails? Absolutely, but maybe it's not the most important thing you do as soon as you get in your room, you open up your email and you're immediately putting out everyone else's fire. I remember this morning, I did not open my email until about a uh, third period because there were already things that I needed that were more urgent to get done for the people who were waiting for me yesterday, right? So I got those things done before I even opened my email because I knew there were more urgent things to get done than the important things coming in my email, right? So maybe setting that like don't have something that I'm super passionate about is not having my email on my phone, my work email. When I leave, like I check my email, make sure everything is finished that I can finish that day when I leave. If my contract hours are done, I shouldn't have emails. If something's important, like from my principal or somebody in my department, they're going to text me. They have my phone number, right? If it's a FFA event, maybe I'll check it. Or the parents have my cell phone number. They have my, my teaching partner's number. So if something urgent happens, they can tell us, right? But the emails that I'm getting about, hey, this is coming, hey, this is coming, I don't need to check that. And I put up those guardrails so that I'm not distracted. Because if everything is important, nothing is important. So making sure you laser focus your time on what's urgent and what's important and focus on those urgent things first. And then eventually those important things will move to urgent once you get those other urgent things done. And the last tip I have for you is to plan ahead. It's kind of like working out. Isn't working out easier if you lay out your clothes the night before so all you have to do is get up in the morning, throw them on, and you're not even awake 20 minutes later when you're working out? It's planning ahead rather than having that extra step you have to do in the morning or that next day. I can tell you as a mom, as a wife, as an ag teacher, I have so much going on in my brain. If I don't write it down, it doesn't get done. I literally have something written on my hand right now that I need to do tonight. I need to go to the store and buy some little cakes to celebrate some birthdays. And if it wasn't written down, I probably would forget, right? So if you plan ahead, I do a game day list in my daily deposit notebook, which I purchased from Macy McNeely. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably heard me talk about her so much, but I'm already on my second daily deposit and I love doing it. So I'm able to put some gratitude on there, three gratitudes, what I'm learning professionally, like pro professional development or personal development. So usually I get something from a podcast or a PDP that my students have done, um, a personal development pondering. And then I write down five things that have to get done. Those are my urgent things that need to get done that aren't in my daily routine. So like, yes, I work out. Yes, I need to pick up my kids. Yes, I need to take my dog out. Those are things that wouldn't go on my game day list. But I need to return some stuff I bought from Old Navy online. That That's on my game day list for tomorrow to drop that off, right? Also on my game day list, like for today, was I needed to send out a meeting agenda. And that was important because the meeting is tomorrow morning at 7.50 in the morning. If I didn't do it today, nobody would be prepared for that meeting of what they needed to bring to the table. So I plan that 
on Monday afternoon, so when I walked into school today, I opened up my daily deposit and I already had a list of things that I needed to tackle. And there were two or three things I needed to add on there today as things popped up that were urgent for the day, like I needed to send somebody an email that was super urgent about something coming up this week. Um, but I'm able to plan ahead so that when I walk into school, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, right? So when you're able to set boundaries, figure out what's urgent and important, right, and plan ahead, you're able to do less and obsess. And hopefully, when you're doing less and obsessing and you're laser focused on the mission that's important, you won't end up with shingles like I did. And that's all to say, we don't want you to be stressed out. Stressed out teachers aren't super effective right? And stressed out teachers don't stay in the profession long, even if they love it. So if there's some strategies that you can implement to help you be more confident and less stressed in the classroom, that's something you, I'm sure, would be interested in, isn't it? Have you heard about the Germany virtual conferences? If you haven't, buckle in right? Germany started with a little idea about a year ago. I was on a video call with a bunch of ag teachers from the country and I was like, there has to be a better way for us to collaborate as agriculture teachers across the nation. So we came up with an idea of a virtual conference with recorded professional development for specifically for ag teachers presented by ag teachers who are currently in the trenches with you teaching ag right now. Now, if you're listening to this live, it's February, the end of February 2019. We are currently looking for speakers for Germinate 2020 Summer Edition. Let me tell you about being a Germinate speaker. You get to go to Germinate for free. You get your free all-access pass. You get to give a scholarship away to another ag teacher of your choosing. You also get an affiliate link that you can share all across the world. And for anyone who uses that link to register, you get 20% of their registration fee. And even more so from all of that is you are going to make a huge impact on agriculture teachers across the nation. And the session is pre-recorded. You can record it as many times as you want. You'll get support from past Germinate speakers and myself throughout the process. You'll have a couple months to get it put together. We'll be able to help you and coach you through the whole process. So I have three action items for you listening right now. If that sounds like something you would be interested in. Number one, if you feel like, yes, I could do that. I know exactly what to teach on. Maybe I did it at an ag teacher conference for my state or recently I could totally do this. There's a link in my Instagram bio and it's a simple Google form application. Go do it before you forget. Action item two is if you just want to know a little bit more about it, kind of like the who, what, when, where, why, how, you're going to go on to Instagram again. There is a link to the Germinate Speaker 
info sheet. And that info sheet is going to have all the information that you need, right? And step three is if you're feeling like maybe this is something I would be interested in, but I'm just not sure. Just not sure. I want to talk to somebody. Send me an email. Send me a DM. And I would like to set up a call with you. And we can talk through your ideas and figure out if it is a good fit. So if you would like to be a Germinate speaker this summer, go ahead because applications will close at the end of March, which is really just around the corner. And we've decided that we are only accepting 30 speakers. We had 30 sessions at the winter edition and we really like that number. So we're going to stick with 30. So get your name in before the opportunity closes.